So hello everyone, uh, brothers and sisters, friends and family, for anyone else who is listening to our first Ask the Ministers podcast. Uh, I'm here, um, Denzel Larby, one of the Associate uh, Ministers at Cells and Baptist Church, and I'm also with... Uh, Trevor Neal, who's the Ministry Team Leader at Selston. So this all feels like a bit of an adventure, doesn't it, Denzel? Yes, totally. One of our first podcasts together. Uh, and the aim of this podcast is basically we have uh, times where we, we share a sermon with um, uh, with everyone on, on Sunday. And there might be some questions that people may want to ask about the, the scriptures that we've just uh, preached from or questions about the general theme um, that we're willing to kind of uh, pencil down and, and think about yeah ways to answer these questions. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to spend some time to answer some questions that was uh, posed to us uh, and, and basically yeah try and engage with the scripture and, yeah, kind of see how it goes we're going to see how it goes yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. Uh, so so one one of the questions i can i can read out um should we go with the which one should we go with first trevor should we start with romans yeah is that all right yeah, yeah sure sounds like a plan sure so um the, so the first question we had was biblical theology is described as a mixture of reflection on old traditions in light of the present if that is the case, what traditions are present in the scripture and what do you feel is is new or developed? Yeah, that was an interesting question, Denzel, wasn't it? And we, yeah. we were pondering. I don't think we were quite sure what passage it was being asked about. Yeah. And yet I found myself thinking, well, it could be any passage in Romans because yeah. uh, I, I guess uh, there's a theme, isn't there, running all the way through Romans? So, I mean... Paul doesn't quote from the Old Testament a great deal. He does on some occasions. And yet, actually, I mean, my goodness, you look at Romans with, you know, a cross-reference Bible, if you've got one, and yeah. they're really good to have. And it's just, it's everywhere. You know, it's kind of like he just thinks in Old Testament language and is, is writing in it. But yeah. um, I don't know about you, Denzel, I find myself thinking, goodness, you know, the... the Romans is just incredible in the sense of, of, of liberty that Paul is talking about. And I, I was thinking, I looked at Romans 14 this morning in verses 2 and 3. We've got this whole issue, the strong and the weak, and how they're getting on. And uh, Paul says, one person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. I mean, isn't that an amazing statement? Absolutely. <laughs> In light of the traditional understanding of the Jewish people, they keep themselves set apart and they keep Torah, and that includes their attitudes to food. I, I was thinking, I remember Daniel. Mm. Who is this guy? And he's taken off to Babylon and he's in exile. And how does he show? What is the first thing he does mm. which shows that he's distinctive uh, and faithful to God? He says, yeah. I'm not going to eat the Babylonian food and I'm just going to have my vegetables, vegetables yeah. and water. And I mean, Paul, Paul is suggesting, isn't he, such a, a massive break from this tradition and yet he does it in this letter that he writes, which is basically saying all of the promises God has been making to Israel yeah. are, are coming true and being fulfilled. But actually they're being fulfilled with this incoming, this kind of unconditional 
or very limited conditional yeah. welcome of, of, of outsiders. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, isn't it? yeah, and I think yeah, looking at um, some of the Jewish traditions in in you know the, the Book of Romans, particularly, it seems like the law of the Jewish people. I could be wrong, but they, they seem to be imposing their um, traditions um, to the Gentiles. Like you have to do this uh, to be saved. And I know this was an issue um, we see in the Book of Acts as well, where yeah. um, there was this thing about yeah, you know, we are the chosen ones. We have you know been circumcised, and you know we've followed the law um, and this is what you guys have to do now to to be saved and, and Paul keeps um, saying look actually it's about your faith uh, yeah, it's about your faith yeah. in in, um, in Jesus so it's kind of like um, yeah one of the things I kind of reflect on is, is how sometimes we can do that today where um, we can sometimes impose traditions that are not necessarily linked with salvation which is the main essence um, you know our faith in Jesus, our salvation. But it seems like, yeah, the, a lot of the Jewish people seem to be imposing a lot of their traditions, which in itself is not a bad thing, but when it inflicts with um, and conflicts with salvation and people saying this is how you're saved, then it becomes an issue. And it seems like Paul is stressing this out in some of the, the, the letters he writes to the Roman churches. Yeah, and isn't it amazing, this guy who is the Pharisee and who exactly has been so fully immersed yeah, in, in, yeah. In, in in this lifestyle which is committed to keeping torah uh i mean what a long way he travels and Absolutely. what a way he's willing to go on his journey with god which yeah. you know uh, i wonder how many of us find it easy to lay stuff down and make those journeys wow yeah, yeah big time big time yeah so there was a there was another question which has a few questions uh, posed in it. So I'll read the big chunk. I mean, yeah. uh, dissect it and pick it, pick some things out. So uh, it's from um, in Romans thirteen one to five. Mm. It talks about submitting to authority. This would have been a context where Rome was run by Nero. Um, he really was made. How do you think they practically obeyed this? Then. As we battle with confusion and misinformation from our government, how can we practically fulfill this uh, instruction, even if we agree disagree with their decisions? Part of the practice of Roman worship was to pour blood onto a rock and declare Caesar is Lord. How does this fit in with the question? With the last question, we should. When should we obey? Be obedient, and when should we hold on to Jesus as Lord? So it's quite a few questions. Yeah. There pick some things out from <laughs> it's huge Denzel I mean my understanding is that Romans was written it's around the time isn't it when persecution of Christians isn't kind of fully up and running yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably building isn't it and it is about to get really really bad before too long do you wonder if there was an element here of being uh, as gentle as doves and as wise as serpents and i wonder if they were walking a fine line and they were offering their allegiance to jesus and, and, and not caesar and that made them dangerous to others but maybe they knew when to be circumspect and and what yeah. battles to pick i always find it fascinating isn't it there's that line about you know be afraid because rulers don't bear the sword for no reason like is that paul saying you know, don't provoke and, yeah. and, and don't go out of your way uh, to, to, to find trouble. I, I don't know about you, I thought, uh, you know, I, I was reminded about what Jesus himself said, render on to Caesar, Absolutely. that which is Caesar's and on to God, that which is God's. And I mean, Absolutely. 
there are lots of areas of our lives where it is just appropriate that we we obey the government, you know, and we pay taxes when they demand them. Yeah. And we keep to the speed limits and we, we wear masks in supermarkets. But, yeah. uh, but where the state is demanding allegiance of us, which is only due to God. Yes. We just can't go there, can we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think particularly in, um, in again, the book of Acts, there are situations where um, the, well, the leading authorities were saying, you can't speak the name of Jesus. Mm. And, I, and I think that's where, of course, persecution comes in and where things are different. I mean, as Christians, we, that's, you know, we, we give our lives to Jesus. We, we aim to share Jesus. We are commanded by Jesus to yeah, share. Yeah. So, so that's where our allegiance should be to, to Christ. So anytime there is a situation where um, we are told um, outright as a church community um, to not share your faith. And I think you have to be wise because maybe there will be situations um, at work where you're told you can't share your faith. So maybe there's, there's different ways you can do it. If it's yeah. in engagement with coffee with someone outside of the church, um, outside of the work context, yeah. is, you know, just because your work says you can't sh share Jesus, um, it doesn't mean you stand up on the table and start proclaiming Jesus. That's not wise. But I think um, as a church community, if there's ever a time where we are told, like there are places around the world which are told, you know, as a church community, you can't meet and you can't share Jesus, then we know who, you know, we should, uh, our allegiance should be. But I think, again, what you said about being wise, I think there are wise ways to, yeah, to share Jesus without, um, yeah, being, yeah, being in trouble or causing trouble yeah. within your work context and so on. And, and do you think, Denzel, because I was pondering this this morning as well, do you not think uh, it's maybe easy for us to reckon, well, actually, this isn't so much of an issue in our culture if our society is, is more fully aligned with Christian values or has been historically. But I just think some of the stuff that has gone on recently in the States, you know, I was thinking this morning, I don't know if anyone else remembers it or you do, it was a couple of months ago and it was the Republican convention and Mike Pence got up and he made a speech, the, the US vice president. Mm. At the end, he says, uh, let's run the race marked out for us. Let's fix our eyes on old glory. Wow. All she represents, he says, is that he's looking at the American flag. So Interesting. Says, let's fix our eyes on this land of heroes and let their courage inspire. And like he swaps out Jesus, <laughs> old glory, and the yeah. American flag. And that's mm. idolatry. <laughs> yeah, know, absolutely. That's, that's replacing true faith with civic religion. You, you know, and, and, and I think um, we're not at that point in the UK, but we, we just got to be careful, haven't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Big time, yeah. 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 And, and I don't know, but I, this is just one of the thought I had. Do, do you reckon maybe whether in this question there's something about having the courage to be Baptist again and what yeah. it means? Because um, our roots are as people who took a stand uh, and said, we're not going to let the state tell us how to worship. And yes. It wasn't... Uh, it wasn't state-imposed idolatry and Caesar worship. It was a state-imposed version of Christianity, but it was still state-imposed. And our, our roots are in a movement which was called nonconformist or, or dissenters, you know. And I just wonder, how much dissenting do Baptists really do? Or, or, or actually, have we just become quite comfortable people as a whole? Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe... Maybe there's a question in Romans 13, how much, 
how much might we be persecuted? But is there a question as well? How much have we just merged in? And yeah, yeah. You know, we rolled along. Yeah. Quite nicely. Yeah. Really. yeah. Not looking look looking to offend and and you know we just want to be a nice community. We want everyone to talk good about the church. So that means you know making sure everyone else in our community is happy uh, and compromising a lot. I think this this is something that we see. But I think persecution is going to come in maybe yeah. different ways. Um, obviously in other countries it's, it's very much more severe and physical. Mm. Um, but persecution will come in. Um, certain ways in terms of maybe funding or um, from the yeah. government or yeah, in different in different ways but I think we do need to be radical I think Jesus was radical his disciples were radical and that's where we saw you know we see a big um, change and in, in their community in their environment in their um, even in their economy we see things changing I'm um, just yeah. how they presented uh, Jesus so I think we definitely need to to be radical um, absolutely and, and not yeah not compromising our faith as well yeah. But also yeah. being wise, also being wise. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and do you wonder, Denzel, whether as well, just one other thing I thought about, there was a fascinating article, and people might be able to Google it and find it, although I tried to Google it and couldn't find it this morning. I heard Tim Farron, he was interviewed a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how, um, like, as a Christian MP, or as an MP, he gets tons of letters from his constituents who are churchgoers and they're campaigning on various votes. And he says, you know, they, they so often just write to him about church issues and quite niche issues. Mm. And, and we can come across as not caring about wider issues of injustice. Mm. And I wonder, like, is that maybe one of the thing about being radical? You know, we, we like, anybody wants to defend their own corner, but yeah. there's nothing radical about defending somebody else's corner. Uh, absolutely. And maybe there's something like when I, well, when do we speak out? Is it just because we think our liberties might be infringed, or is it because the poor are being oppressed more and are going to suffer? It's absolutely huge, isn't it? This big issue? time, Massive. big time, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what, one of the last questions was more of a statement than a question, actually. If I can read it out and we can um, make some comments on it. So. Um, was posed from someone that says, I, I like the emphasis in Martin's sermon on God continuously uh, creating. It also ties in with Ecclesiastics chapter three, which starts with everything happens at a time God chooses, a time for sorrow and a time for joy, a time for finding and a time for losing, etc. Uh, cre uh, creativity implies trying something and it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. So you try it in different ways. It's good to it's it's a good insight that we are on this creative journey with God. Yeah, isn't that brilliant? It's really helpful. Uh, I've been pondering that over quite a lot, really. And, yeah. and um, it reminded me of um, there's a story which I reflected on from Luke nine. It's one of the recent uh, gospel reflections, and it's on the SBC. YouTube channel and Spotify and all the other places where we, we yeah. find this content. But it's that story from Luke 9 and, uh, you know, Jesus and the disciples are going through Samaria and, and they come to that Samaritan village and and the Samaritans won't let them pass or let, let them through. And um, like Jesus' strategy there is the same one he's instructed the disciples in at the beginning of Luke 9. Go from place to place, see how people welcome you and, and there's a risk involved, isn't there, that you might be rejected. Yeah. But, but but he accepts that that's part of what might happen. And he takes the risk and, and he, he moves on. And I wonder, 
is there something here about God's love actually as well? I mean, if, if you know, Jesus is full of love and he, he's willing to give his love to all of us, he, he reveals God. I mean, John, John says in his letter, doesn't he, God is, is love. Yeah. And I thought, you know, there's that great C.S. Lewis line where he says to love is to be vulnerable. Like, like when we love, we, we lay ourselves open to the possibility people are going to hurt us and reject us and, and we take a risk and uh this guy called john sanders uh wrote a great book a couple of years ago called the god who risks and uh, part of his argument is actually that even in in creating other beings with whom he can share his love and creating a world on which he can pour out his love god's actually taking a risk that wow. the world will 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 re reject him and i mean you see that in scripture like israel he 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 throws his lot in with israel but 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 actually ends up feeling quite wounded and yeah. by their actions. And yeah. I just, um, God is creating, isn't he? But, but asking us to partner with him and, and like, it would have been so much easier for him if he just said, you know what, I'll deal with this. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll handle this, but, but he doesn't want to do that because actually he wants loving relationships with us. And, and it's that, that maybe lays open the possibility of, yeah projecting him absolutely and yeah. i think yeah i think all kind of begins with um this aspect of you know god creating adam on earth um and g uh, gave him responsibility and also made him in his image and his likeness which means we kind of have god's creativity um mindset as well and we see how humans have you know through god um have yeah done amazing inventions yeah, and very yeah. creative and it's like god kind of says okay this is an aspect of me and and I've put that in you and it's about how we use it to, again, to glorify him because it's, it does still come down to God and it's still all about God. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, the love that we've been given by God uh, is one that we should then give to other people. But yeah, it's, it's amazing that God kind of sometimes put the, puts the ball in our court and, uh, you know, allowing us to work in partnership with him. Yeah. It's like he really doesn't need to do that. We've messed up already yeah. um, and we continue to mess up, but he's still... Yeah, I love that sense of taking that risk. Um, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And isn't there that great line that we hear sometimes about how the Bible starts in the garden and yeah. in the city? You know, cities yeah. are are human-made constructs, aren't they? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I I don't know when, when when creation is finally complete or being renewed. It, yeah. it's like a God thing that comes down, but yeah. it's it's God's perfect version of. Of, of what humans make yes. of, and like isn't there that bit where the, the the glory of the kings of the earth is brought in it's kind of like everything which is great about human culture yeah. and which is to be celebrated eventually is is you know like when god makes everything new he's not going to ditch everything that we've been doing no, no, exactly 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 take what is good in it yeah. totally totally absolutely. totally wow. absolutely so yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a really good insight but yeah I think yeah, we definitely love for for people to to feel free. Um, I know sometimes it can be nerve wracking in the foyer, one or the other yeah. that we have to to pose questions. But Romans is such an awesome book, and uh, I've read Romans before, but reading it again and reading it in in the way that we're um, sharing and preaching Romans has been really encouraging for me as well. And there are questions that you you'll definitely have about Romans because um, it can be a bit complicated to see Paul, what, what were you on about in this particular situation um so feel free to to message um 
your questions. I believe on our website, under our announcement page, we have a link where you can uh, click on to, to pose your questions and you can share as many as you want. Um, feel free to yeah, share and be comfortable to share these questions. And I think we'll try our best to, to answer these Absolutely. questions. Absolutely, yeah. And if you don't know the answers, I'm sure we'll do our research and come back. But um, yeah, this is- There's other people who do. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> someone, right. else, yeah. someone else will know. Someone yeah. will know, yeah. Yes. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Brilliant, thanks, Denzel. Yeah. Thank you, so thank you for tuning in and hopefully stay tuned for our next session. God bless. God bless. Hey.